morning at UIDS. I'm Ty from 1201 and I'm here in the studio today with Pammy. We're from the Broadcasting Club, of course, and we're here every Wednesday from 7.45 to 8.15. So don't forget to tune in for your weekly content and entertainment. As a reminder that if any teachers are listening at this point, we know you are in a meeting right now. So feel free to switch off the paid PA system in your room. You can do that using the neat little volume knob right next to one of the doors. And another note, if anyone is interested in contacting us, you can just fill out the Google form in the line group for the home room hub. Or you can also do Instagram at MUIDS Broadcast. Anyway, moving on, let's get to our content today. So, the quote of the week is, the first lessons of economics is scarcity. There's never enough of anything to fully satisfy all those who want it, by Thomas Sobel. So, we also have a promotion for the drama club time. Yeah, I mean, actually a member, so... Oh, really? Yeah. <clears throat> They're quite cool over there. Is there any interesting events coming up? Yes, definitely. There's going to be a play. It's a musical, actually. Wow, I heard it was Mamma Mia, right? Yeah, it is. It's quite cool. I really love that play. So, the PM 2.5 is also back. Stay safe, everyone. Oh my god. Right. Yeah, I forgot about it already. Anyway, let's get on to actually our biggest content. Yeah, what's our content for today, Ty? Today, our topic of discussion is going to be something called shrinkflation, actually. And of course, my source is from Investopedia today. <laughs> but what a name, right? Yeah, what a name. What a name. Anything. Anyway, I meant to say, have you noticed things getting smaller, like packages of snacks with less food? Or, I don't know, meat that's getting more expensive? Oh, I see. Well, that's because the economy is struggling at this point because COVID, but hey, it's slowly recovering right now, so it's my hope that we get back to a uh, normal. A normal, not the same normal, because uh, with all the inequality and everything like that, it's not ideal. Ah, uh, so shrink creation is the practice of reducing the size of a product while maintaining its sticker place. Raising the price per given amount is a strategy employed by companies, mainly in the food and beverage industries to steadily boost profit margins or maintain them in the face of rising input costs, which correlates to what I, uh, what Ty just said, right? Yeah, for example, you may or may not have noticed that Pringles, like those ship things, right? Ah, I, I like Pringles. Yeah, those cans are getting smaller. Like ah. The chips used to fill the whole can, right? Yes. But now they're about they're like family. Yeah. <laughs> Capitalism at its best. Exactly. <clears throat> but I do understand and emphasize with the manufacturers because, yeah, production mm -hmm. costs are going up and up and up. It's not coming down, apparently. Yeah. So, shrinkflation is also referred to as like package downsizing in business and academic researches. A less common usage of this term may may refer to a macroeconomic situation where the economy is contracting while also experiencing a rising price level. Yeah, definitely. It may refer to that, but 
let's not discuss that today. That's a topic for four hours in about, I don't know, 30 minutes of discussion. Yeah, totally. Yeah, as many of our economics teachers would appreciate. Mm -hmm. Hold on, we do have economics teachers, right? We do. Do we? Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know. Moving on, let's get to understand shrinkflation a bit more. Well, shrinkflation is actually a word made of two. The word shrink and the word inflation. But shrink and shrinkflation relates to the change in product size. Well, deflation or inflation part refers to the inflation, price of the price level. Like it gets more expensive, like compared mm -hmm. to the amount that you're getting. So basically, it's a form of hidden inflation. Yes, essentially. And companies are very aware that people will sell products with price increases. Mm. So they find a different way to reduce their costs. And this way, they think that it will go unnoticed. Ah, uh, so more money is squeezed out, not by lifting price, but by changing the same amount for a package, cutting a little bit less. Yeah, essentially, you're getting the basics of it now. Ah, that's actually smart, you know? Yeah. And, you know, a small tidbit I'm going to go out of the script for is that in some countries, like in the European Union, people are actually noticing inflation. And supermarkets are putting signs up saying, hey, attention, this product is inflated to an mm. unreasonable amount. Ah, I see. It's interesting. It's interesting to think about, indeed. Yeah, academic researchers has shown that consumers are more sensitive to explicit prices increases than to package downsizing. But that this practice can result in a negative consumer brand perception and intentions to repurchase the product, and to static or declining unit sales volume over time. By the way, just declining unit sales pretty much just says you can sell less. Yeah. Like if you used to sell 200, but then you change something, give you less for the money you might be able to sell 150 something like that i might need to use this lesson in my entrepreneurship class hi <laughs> for for the company's sake uh, are you sure you want to use this <clears throat> well but i'm still loyal to my customers so probably not yeah customers need to be number one right Kami? yeah totally definitely so go buy her stuff so, yeah, the effectiveness of shrinkflation as a pricing strategy appears to vary across different types of goods and markets. Yeah, it depends on how wary the consumer is, how much they notice. Oh. Like in that Pringles example, I highly doubt many will notice because it's just like small changes. Right? I mean, I don't even notice it myself. <laughs> yeah, but now you're definitely going to so yeah. you make informed decisions. That is actually sad when I think about it. Yeah. Less Pringles for life. But at least you can buy Pringles. Yeah, totally. You yeah. guys too. So what are the reasons for shrinkflation, do you think? Well, from a company's perspective, shrinkflation is a very useful tool to boost or maintain profit margins without drawing too much attention to the product itself or the pricing. Uh, the tactic is used pretty often and Kemi, why don't you take us away with some examples? Oh, so uh, for production costs, retailers often engage in shrinkflation to combat higher production costs when key inputs such as raw materials or labor shoot up in variation. The cost to manufacturers' final good rises 
This subsequently weighs on profit margins, the percentage of revenue remaining after all costs. And in that case, management can either sit back and hope that investors don't become too despondent or don't like it essentially, mm. or they can seek to find alternative ways to recoup some of those losses. Ah. Yeah, for companies lacking strong pricing power, like I don't know, industries where you don't get that much. <laughs> yeah. Let's see, what industries can I name? I mean, food and beverage is definitely one. Although yeah. you see like profit margins in ranging in the 50%, you have to take into account the labor, the time, the space, everything that's used, and that cuts into profits. Ah, uh, everything in the factors like it are involves. Yeah. By the way, if anyone noticed, I'm sorry, I'm not supposed to be using that word to refer to profits. It, oh, it's okay. It's supposed to be net profits, <laughs> right? Yeah. Anyway, let's continue on, I guess. So, the companies lacking the strong pricing power reduce the weight, volume, or amount of products. Sometimes, and sometimes, depending on the situation, this represents the best option to maintain a healthy profit without jeopardizing sales volumes. Mm. And for like a marketing combination, companies might also resort to shrinkflation to maintain market shares. In a competitive industry, lifting prices could lead customers to dump ship to another brand, introducing small reductions of in the size of their goods. On the other hand, should enable them to boost productivity and profitability should that's the key yeah. word here <laughs> <laughs> while keeping their price competitive with each other yeah that's definitely the case in some situations yeah but there are drawbacks too as well right yeah anyway let's go over the drawbacks to us and to the company of course you know inflation can backfire badly like i can you name any cases oh like I think for the consumers, they they might not notice the small change, but it could have a, it could have like an effect on the consumer, right? Yeah, if they do notice it, like I don't know, shaving cream, gillettes. Oh. That's that's an actual case study, by the way. Mm. Anyway, that could have a detrimental effect on customer sentiment. Customers might not want to buy that brand, like we discussed before, and the worst of which, a loss of trust and confidence. Companies need you to have that trust, but if you do, if they do stuff like that, they might not have your trust and loyalty will yeah. decrease, right? Yeah, by that extension, they might also not have your money. Oh, so that means companies can only make these types of changes so many times before consumers will cry full. Like, by the way, cry foul means hey, not like it or something to that extent. Ah. And they also need to be like subtle and careful not to reduce sizes too much too, right? Yeah. And another downside of inflation is that it makes it harder to accurately measure price changes for inflation. The price point or how products are priced becomes misleading since the product cannot always be considered in terms of measuring a basket of goods. And, you know, let's give an example. Do you know Big Bags? Big Macs? Big Macs. Big Macs. Like McDonald's hamburger? Oh yeah, I, I know it. In, in economics, they actually use it as an index, surprisingly. Really? Somehow. How? They 
look at the price of Big Macs over time and across different countries to determine a part of the cost of living. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, in that example, we see that Big Macs could reduce the amount of meat you get or the size. So mm. the measurements could be the same price, but different sizes in different countries. Oh. And that's how we use skew perceptions. So you mean like every country it isn't the same size? Uh, yes, every country is, to my knowledge, the same size Big Mac, but that's just an example. Ah, I see. So let's get on to how to notice and avoid shrinkflation. One of the best ways to notice shrinkflation is by spotting a redesign on the packaging or a new slogan. This may signal the company has made a change, and that change may be the size. Yeah, and shoppers can also look at the PPU um, or price per units to see if there's been a change. However, for some people, and brackets, not me, <laughs> it's... Not me too. Yeah, because I have an Excel spreadsheet. Anyway, some people, it might be difficult to remember the price per unit or, you know, the price for a certain amount of products. Anyway, by comparing that metric will allow you to get the best deal. Ah, so one way to avoid translation is by buying competing brands. Competing brands may not have downsize as yet, and so you may get more value for the price you pay. Another method is opting for the store brand rather than a name brand. Store brands in general are cheaper than name brands. Yes, certainly, but that's not always the case, so keep on looking, keep on being careful. Yeah, there are circumstances to everything. And lastly, learning the net weights of products and what you're paying for them can help you notice any changes and which products are going to be the better value. And of course, here's some special considerations. Okay, bring it on. Okay, so first, the UK government has a office for national statistics, actually, and they keep track of shrinkflation. According to that office, between beginning of 2012 and June of 2017, which is the latest information I could find, <laughs> maybe I'm just not good at searching, who knows? Anyway, 2,529 products decreased in size while only 614 became bigger. Wow. And interestingly, Shrinkflation's effect on price changes were not visible even within the food and non-alcoholic beverages category. Though the ONS did calculate that the phenomenon boosted inflation in the sugar, jam, syrups, chocolate, and confectionery category by 1.2 percentage points from the beginning of 2012 to June 2017. And, you know, let's go over a few more real-world examples. Or do you want to go to school to go to the class now? Let's go on with the real-world yeah, examples. Yeah, let, let's do that so you guys can stay tuned. Yeah. Anyway, an increase in the cost of cocoa, or, you know, the, the thing that you use to make chocolate, has a direct impact on companies that produce candy bars, like Mars. What else? I Mars? Like, there's literally a brand called Mars. Really? Yeah. I was th thinking of Mars and Jupiter, <laughs> to be honest. No, no, no. Not in this case. Mm. And anyway, rather than increase the price of chocolate by a very significant amount, 
a very significant amount. Yeah, that's like 10 baht, 20 baht increases. Wow. 20 baht bar of chocolate. Oh. Like chocolate in quotation marks <laughs> because some brands are not really chocolate. Anyway, let's not discuss that just yet. Yeah, let's skip it. And anyway, they reduced the amount of coca or chocolate per bar to keep price point at the same level. For example, Mars Inc. or, you know, the ones that we just said. Oh, the they, ones of Mark Jupiter. Oh, definitely. <laughs> anyway, they did this class in 2017, thinking Maltesers, M&Ms, and also min Minstrels and the United Kingdom by 15%. Wow, 15%. That That's quite a lot. Yeah, and more recently, there's, there's a ship brand in the UK called Walkers, you know, we're not going to discuss the naming conventions, but <laughs> hey, okay. They removed two bags of crisps from their 24-pack, but they kept the price the same. So, yeah, straight inflation. So, what are the reasons of uh, the shrinking shrinkflation? Let's discuss that. So, the primary reason for shrinkflation is the increase in production costs. If the cost of the raw material needed to create a product increases, the company can pass those increased costs onto the customers by either increasing the price or keeping the price the same but reducing the size of the product. And the later being inflation, production costs would include the commodity needed to make the product, fuel to run machinery, electricity to run the plant, and labor costs. And of course, that's what we discussed today. But Let's go through another thing. It's called the Consumer, consumer Price, Price Index. Jinx. Or, no. <laughs> Jinx. Index. <laughs> Index. <laughs> anyway, according to the Bureau... I can't say this word. Help um, me. The Bureau of Labor Statistics. Yeah, okay. The Consumer Price Index, or CPI, is, quote, a measure of the average change over time and the prices paid by urban consumers for a market basket of consumer goods and services, end quote. Let's translate that, you think. So, the CPI is used to measure the change in cost of living for a nation, identifying periods of inflation and deflation. And anyway, you want to talk about disflation? Disinflation? Yeah. Disinflation is when price inflation slows down for a temporary period. Prices are still increasing. However, it is a period of slowing inflation. In a period of disinflation, prices are not dropping and it is not a signal of an economic slowdown. Yeah, and as with all things economics, it's more complicated than we can explain. But hey, if you're interested, please go and research it. It's quite an interesting topic. Yeah, and you will get more economic knowledge as well. Yeah, so you can predict trends, I guess. So let's talk about the the top, the bottom line. Yeah, bottom line. Shrinkflation is the practice of like reducing the quantity or size, as like we said. And so, of consumers' good while maintaining sticker prices, companies may employ it when faced with rising input costs, as it can help maintain profit margins without alienating consumers who may be more sensitive to price changes than packaging alterations. However, there is also a catch, right? Yeah, there's quite a catch because shrinkflation comes with risks, 
including damage to the reputation when consumers detect it. Mm. But there's more than one way to detect it, so keep your eyes peeled and watch out for your favorite companies. Anyways, so before we go, I wanted to take a note. Pammy has been going off script quite a lot today, and this is our first time not having an official script, actually. Yeah, totally. It's a very good thing. So, you know, more entertainment for you and... More entertaining for us. Exactly. Yeah, you got it. Anyway, it's eight, it's 8.07, right? It's 8.07 yeah. indeed. Yeah, 8.07. So that's it for today. We hope that, again, the content that we gave out will be useful to you and also that you like our music. Anyway. Totally. Our music is... Very great taste, right? Yeah, very great taste. Thank Mr. Mon Chai and... And everyone who contributed to our playlist. Yeah, Fern especially. She did like 25 songs. Oh, Let's give a shout out to that anonymous person who, uh, <laughs> who uh, recommended 25 songs. Yeah, 25 love songs. We love you. <laughs> Kinda, yeah. Okay, so for today, let's end it here. Thank you for listening and see you next Wednesday. Goodbye, Goodbye and have a nice day.